I'm surprised you didn't think I was gonna bring this up. You know how I feel about sorry Leonard Floyd. I remember when they drafted him. I told you that dude is sorry. I don't know why they took him away. I don't know why they took his sorry self out of Georgia. I told you that dude's a bum when he came out. And look, they just released him. That's yeah, they sorry, did. Man. Yeah, he sorry. yeah, he was yeah, he was a letdown for sure, man. Um, you know, it's crazy because he had that link and this is how you know he was trash because he was surrounded by really defensive players on that line. Please allow me to show you something. Tuning in to Cover Zero this week. I'm with the boys. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Staying safe, I hope. Good, good. And safe. Yeah, got to. Good, good to hear. Staying safe and sane, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, well as I can. let's get yeah. So so this week we are going to break down NFC North. Uh, we are going to start off with the Bears. Um, we'll go through key losses, key acquisitions, draft needs. Um, let's start off with losses. And uh, Josiah, I wanted to get your input of. Any bear key losses in this offseason? Well, I mean, the biggest one is Kyle Long, you know, uh, him leaving football and whatnot. That creates a big hole in their offensive line. Their offensive line was already trashed here. Um, but losing Kyle Long was a big one. And that, that's the biggest one. Probably the, the only real one that really matters. Uh-huh. As far as losses. Want me to go through pickups, too, or just losses and how um, let's actually, um, does anybody else have any losses that you'd like to mention before we move on? One for me, uh, Prince of Mukamura, he, he fills a void. Now you need to go get a second corner, which they'll definitely be able to do in the off season. They also lost Taylor Gabriel to a receiving core that outside of Allen Robinson, there wasn't really too much production there. I think with, with when we'll get to the ads, I think that we'll see a little bit more out of Anthony Miller once uh, they they do something with the quarterback position, but yeah, that's Kyle Long is definitely the biggest one. Hey, you you was be, high on. Uh, um, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah, it has to be Kyle Long because you know the Taylor Gabriel and the Principal Kamara, those were releases. So obviously they maybe have something to do with cap, or maybe they didn't like the production that they were putting on the field. But um, yeah, those are two releases. So yeah, it most definitely had to be the Kyle Long. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, Jordan, you uh. Weren't you considering us kind of like going after Tyler Long? I mean, not Tyler Long, uh, Tyler Gabriel. Yeah, I would. I I would have preferred us to grab Gabriel oh, over right. um yeah. over uh, over uh, Aguilar. Oh, okay, and uh, Anderson too, right? Because I think that's a conversation. We were well, yeah, I, yeah, we were talking about Anderson versus Ty- Tyrell Williams. I view like Tyrell being just a little bit cheaper version of right. of Robbie of Robbie Anderson, but like Tyler Gabriel, Taylor Gabriel, as far as him being like a fourth guy for us who can maybe take the top off or do something after the catch of his hands. Right. I think he's just a little bit better receiver than Aguilar. So. Oh, yeah. Aguilar's trash. And, one, and then one more move. I'm surprised you didn't think I was going to bring this up. You know how I feel about sorry Leonard Floyd. I remember when they drafted him. <laughs> I told you, that dude is sorry. I don't know why they took him away. I don't know why they took his sorry self out of Georgia. I told you, that dude's a bum when he came out. And look, they just released him. I'm yeah, they sorry, did. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, yeah, he was a letdown for sure, man. Um, you know, it's crazy because he had that link, and 
this is how you know he was trash because he was surrounded by really good defensive players, do especially on that line. Yeah, so it's like when you nothing. can't produce, when you can't produce, when you have that type of line around you and that type of coaching staff, yeah, you trash. Yeah, that's you know? pretty bad. You have you have Mac on the other side, who's right. of course going to take right. all the attention. Right, you can't, you're, go, you're going to get one on one. You can't beat a one on one, or you can't even beat a tight end. You got you're Hicks trash. coming up the middle. That's what I'm yeah, saying, you're bro. Trash. Hicks in the middle, yeah. You're trash, trash. Yeah, that that was one of my misses. So let's move on to key acquisitions for the Bears. Um, they had some free agency moves that were good. I know we had some like the Jimmy Graham that we all <laughs> agreed was not a good move. Um, but let's talk about right. the actual ones that will be beneficial to them. Um, Henry, what do you think? You got to start with the Nick Foles because anybody better than Mitchell Jabinski. Like, it has to be Nick Foles. And I know Nick Foles not even that, you know, hasn't even played that well as of late. Um, I know he played well in the Philadelphia, but that was that system he played pretty well in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, just uh, magic with Philly. He just exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and it seems like they don't want to come out when they're in the playoffs or when he's in the playoffs with them. But, as far as uh, the moves, I, w- I would have to say, uh, of course, the Nick Foles. And then, to me, another questionable pick from them was the Robert Quinn. Isn't that you paying him that type of money from all right. the injuries that he'd been through? It, it just, it just kind of made no sense to me. It just seemed like the Bears were just bored in the front office, like, hey, we got to get somebody. It was, oh, yeah, let's give Robert Quinn all this money. But it made yeah. no sense to me, but. But if I had to choose a move that would be the most beneficial to them, I'll have to go to Nick Foles because you already know how I feel about Mitch Trubisky. I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another move I didn't understand either. They added uh, Jermaine Effetti. Uh, It's only a one-year deal, but to me, he's just—he's never—he's never shown that he's a good offensive lineman, let alone a starting caliber one. And he is by no means anyone who's going to replace what you lost with Kyle Long hung it up so that i didn't understand either and like you have mentioned henry robert quinn to all that money and five years like what in the what the hell yeah i i don't know they brought they they did bring back uh danny trevay well yeah i like that yeah yeah well it was either him or nick they got the linebacker that we got you know what i'm saying it was out of those yeah couldn't keep both of them so Right, right. So they brought they brought Trevathan. You know, he's playing back there for three years. I think that's a cool move. Pair him with Roquan and then see what they can do in the draft. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, where where did they rank in sacks last year? Weren't they at the bottom? Yeah, it wasn't too 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 high. This is up. the thing. I with Robert Quinn. They, I think it's really the contract and the money that he's getting that makes it such a question yeah, exactly. move. Yeah, but when you talk yeah. about Tyler, I mean, he had he had 11 sacks last year, 11 and a half sacks, and that's pretty solid uh, for a guy for a bounce back year because, you know, I mean, Miami, he didn't, you know, I mean, he was okay in Miami and whatnot, you know, then the Rams, you know, he was going, he was just going down, but he had a bounce back year last year, so he earned, he earned himself a solid contract, but not that big. So I agree with y'all 100% as far as questionable wit, as far as the years they gave him and the money exactly. they gave him and whatnot. But they were low on sacks, and I think it's a good move as far it's a good it's a good piece that they added. I'll I'll say that it's a good piece that they added, and he's way better than Larry Floyd. So you know, yeah. Um, I think it, I I'm okay with the move because of talent wise, but the contract wise, you know, I mean, that's Ryan pays for you, man. He ain't. 
He wanted he wanted the worst GMs to me. But Nick Foles, um, yeah, that that's that's definitely the, the biggest pickup. Jimmy Graham is kinda like how Jason Witten went to us. Just an older dude, you know what I mean? He's not really going, he's gonna be a good guy in the locker room. Which they got a lot of locker room guys, so I don't know what that's really gonna do. A little blanket for uh Mitchell, you know, um, cause he's just there's no real weapons there. And not that Graham is gonna be that weapon, but He'll help you that blanket because they have no tight end over there, which we'll discuss in a little bit when we go to needs and or you know uh, yeah needs and draft and whatnot. But you know, other than that, yeah, Nick Foles and yeah, you know, I, I would go with Robert Quinn. I definitely agree with that. And then speaking of that and the draft needs, um, you brought up tight end. I definitely feel like that should be something um, they look into, um, as well right. as um, right tackle. Um, definitely weak for them. Um, and I was trying to, um, there was one other one that I was thinking of that I can't think of now, but yeah. What do you guys think of, um, draft needs? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, tackle for sure. Uh, you know, I really believe in building through the trenches. They don't got a first round pick. Shout out to us. Um, they got two second round picks. Shout out to us because they got one of our seconds, which I don't know why we gave that up. But anyway, we got we gave they we gave them our second, so they got the eleventh. Uh, I think it's the eleventh spot in the second round, then the eighteenth spot. I would go tackle just depending on who's there. Like Austin Jackson might be there, Josh Jones might be there. Um, those guys are in my top ten prospects as OTs. Uh, I think I got Jackson fifth or sixth. Josh Jones is right behind him. So I would go tackle. Then I probably would go tight end. Again, given given, I mean, if Mitchell's gonna be the guy, which it looks like he's he's gonna be the guy, unless Nick Foles could beat him out. Ryan Pace seem, you know, strongly keeping him as, as QB. I don't know how Matt Nagy feel about it, but you wanna put the best weapons around him. Um so I would either go tight end or wide receiver. Tight end, I, I would probably say a little bit more just because Allen Robinson did have a good year last year. The wide receiver class is pretty deep. So they could get one maybe in the fourth because they don't got a third. So, you know, I would go tight. And since tight end is so weak, they possibly can get the best tight end coming out. You know, um, there's no tight. I don't know if any tight ends is going to go in the first. So, and since they pick kind of early in the second, they can mess around and get the best tight end, you know, or the tackle. Just depending on what's there and then grab the vice versa or grab the tackle second and tight end. But that's where I would go for the second round for them. And then later on, maybe grab another weapon and a guard because they need a guard as well. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They gotta address their offensive line. Uh, it, it just needs the offensive line has a lot of work to get done. Kyle Long, you know, leaving doesn't help at all, as we just discussed. Um, but yeah, they, they, they gotta address that. I, you, you just made a great point. They pick high second. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, I'm pretty sure will probably be there. I think he's yeah. a sleeper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody uh, probably you know can see can see him there. And I think he's a big run. I think they're probably gonna try to run the football a lot coming up this year. Uh, they got a bruiser back there. So Isaiah uh, Wilson, he's real, real good in, in run blocking. Um, and they, or even uh, Ezra Cleveland, Boise State, I believe, can be there as well. I think a yeah. lot of them, a lot of, I think them top five tackles, I think they're probably going to the first round. I really do. Mm. I think maybe the seven, five, maybe the six tackles I can see going to the first round. But they mm. got to address that that offensive line. 100%. Yeah, I would go offensive line too. When they grabbed Kyle Long, he was, uh, they, no, that was before, uh, What's his butt? The coordinator that was with my ducks, Helfrich, he left. Now their OCs, Bill Laser. But they could go one guard I like that a lot of people are pretty low on. Shame on you out of Oregon. I yeah, want to use nice. He started all four years. Mm-hmm. 
he started all four years. So he's got experience running that way. He'd help him clear some paths in the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, agree with you also, Josiah, with if they want to go tackle, unless, like you said, Henry, Austin Jackson's been getting that first round buzz yeah. lately. And especially if the top of that draft, I mean, we could see four of those guys go in the top 10, potentially, mm-hmm. come draft day. So that might leave might leave it, it more open for them to go guard and then the other pick in the second round, either take receiver or a tight end. You could find that Cole Komet is there, and he's he's at least – he gives you a guy who you can put in the route, reliable hands, but is already a better blocker than Jimmy Graham is. Mm-hmm. So so that those two options would be pretty good, and they don't really have a pick after that until the fourth four, round. Yeah. And yeah, so until like 140th overall. And then there's a couple of flyer wide receivers to take mm-hmm. or, or just maybe – People, whoever they like, that they still feel a need to fill because I would also look to address corner in some way, shape, or form. Buster Screen is not going to be able to be the second, uh, be the nickel back there. He's just bounced around the NFL for a long time. Artie Burns was also, wasn't he also? Yeah, Artie Burns was also picked up, but he's not good, (laughs) right? So, I mean, that leaves you with two guys whose best trait is being fast and getting burned still, even though they're fast. So, Right. I, I would address either one of those areas uh, in, in the upcoming draft. So moving on, let's move on to the Lions. Um, key losses, uh, Darius Slay to the Eagles. Um, but um, Henry, I'll start with you on key losses for the Lions um, in this offseason. Um, well, they released Ricky Wagner, you know, who was an old uh, yeah. right tackle. I played for the Ravens. And they remember when he, when he was a free agent for the Ravens, the, the Lions signed him to the big contract. So they released him. Right. Watch, uh, you know, that could have been cap catch. Well, you know, I think it was probably because I know he has like a little uh, injury history. He didn't have that when he was playing with the Ravens. But he did start. Who did he end up signing with? Packers? Packers? Green Bay. I want to say Green Bay. Yeah. 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 So he did, okay. So he did sign with, with, uh, with, with the Green Bay Packers. But I did think that was probably a big one. And then, of course, Darius Slay. And, and then when Darius Slay came out and just talked all the mess or talked all the stuff that. Uh, you know, his head coach was saying to him was just kind of, I don't know, taken back by it, so to say. But of course, that Darius Slay uh, loss is huge because, you know, we all had him on our top 10 corners with the defense yeah. already slacking in a secondary that's already not too well when you use the top 10 corners. It's just, it's not too good. But yeah, that Darius Slay is going to hit a big. Well, maybe not because they do have that third overall pick. So, right. That's if they don't trade back. <laughs> yeah, that too. You know, everything. Yeah, a lot of people talking that they might trade back. And I honestly think they should because they might got a lot of holes. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, um, I would say the same thing. Obviously, Derek Slay being the biggest one, Ricky Wagner, you know, he's okay. But I mean, you know, they lost him. I would say Graham Glasgow. Uh, you know, uh, he was a pretty solid guard for the man. And that just shows their offensive line, their whole, their, their, their interior offensive line and interior defensive line needs help big time. Yeah. And I think yeah. those three players, especially those two, Darius Slay and Graham Glasgow, are two of the biggest ones. And yeah, I, I would I would have to say um we'll we'll get into it in a minute, but trading back might be their their best option. But yeah, I would say uh, yeah. I would say Graham. Another lot, yeah, another lot. I'm not sure to resign Ashawn Robinson. Like I know he's not good in the passing, you know, pass rush, but he is pretty stout in the run. He is stout, yeah, stout in the so, run for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, you can't uh, never uh, defense. I don't know, man. Defensive line too is you almost can't have enough of those guys because they rotate so often. You know, the rotation. <laughs> right, right. So 
you know, I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, they also, it was weird because because Robinson in the interior defensive line is Robinson, Snacks Harrison, their leg oh, row, got that casualty. Oh. Mike Daniels as well. He's not, he hasn't been re-signed yet. So it's like really on the interior defensive line, which was like what they were acquiring right. last year, those guys are gone. Their signature player on the defense, Darius Slay, as we've been talking about, he's mm-hmm. gone. And then they, and then in the middle of the season, not like early in the season, I remember ish in the season, they traded Quandre Diggs to the Seahawks for like a honey bun wrapper. Yeah, bag of peanuts. It's just like they just like good players, and the players they didn't, the players didn't like that. I remember Slay and yeah, Slay and uh, and a couple other guys in that defense were like, "What in the world? Why'd you trade?" Well, that's probably the reason why Slay probably wanted to leave. It just makes sense. That's why that's why these organizations like them just stay. Trash. Uh, yeah, it just like you would think they would learn their lesson by now, but man. Yeah. Well, they did, and they do. I, I forgot too. They did add Danny, Danny Shelton. He's a solid runster too. Danny Shelton, so, right? But that He's that's on pickups. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. So then, let's discuss uh, key acquisitions. Um, what is going to help the Lions from what they did in free agency? What do you guys think? Uh, I did. I did like the Jamie Collins uh, signing. I, I just love his okay. versatility. I love uh, how he can mm-hmm. play pretty much all the linebacker positions. He's that uh, right. versatile. Versatile. Um, Desmond Trufant, I think, was a nice signing. I don't think, of course, he's not replacing Darius Slay, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think for number two, number three corner, I think he's pretty solid. And I, I think that'll be a good, uh, good pickup for them. One of the signings mm-hmm. I kind of didn't understand was Reggie, Reggie Ragland. You know, coming out of Alabama, a lot of people always just knew he was just has like a, just a run stuffer. He's only going to play first, maybe yeah. one, two downs, and that's maybe on a, on a second down because he can't cover. You know, nope. he can't run with tight ends. He can't run with running backs. He can't do nothing. He can't even just fill a zone. He can't even do it. Yeah. So that was that was just one of the questionable. Pick. I mean, I know it's just a one year deal, but that's the case. You might as well just try to find like a young. Lot, they young still got Gerard Davis too. They, they just drafted not too long. Ago, yeah. Still have yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What 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 much has he done too? Though, so. That's true too. But I mean, you know, Reggie, you know. Well, I'm I'm going on to that point. I mean, I, I just think why 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 pick up somebody like Reggie? You know what I mean? I still would go ahead and unless they're thinking about more of depth, you know. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think those are probably the uh, key signings or the signings I like for them. Also, you like the Reggie? You you do it? You no, 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 no. Right? Just the just the two, yeah, okay. yeah. That was just my only question. That's I love the Jamie Collins okay. one. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then I like the uh, the true font one. Um, yeah, I, I like the true font one, man. Uh, solid number two could be a number one. He's looked number one at times. At um, times, right? Yeah, you know, I like that pick. I like the Danny Shelton pick. I've always liked him coming out of Washington. He's a good run stopper. He he hasn't been the you know the dominant DT that he looked like he looked like the, the way he looked in Washington. But solid run stopper. Uh, so yeah, those two picks, Danny and uh, true font. Are my 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 favorite pickups that from you know the the Lions? Yeah, I would I would agree with uh, what I think they would do in the draft if they don't trade. That would that could they have a chance to solidify the secondary if we think of what they may do in the draft. And they also have Justin Coleman who's in there that they could kick into nickel, and then he's a solid up and coming DB. I like on that team a lot. The Jamie signing, the Jamie Collins signing was really good. He's only had success. I mean, he's been with two teams. He was with New England, had crazy yeah. success. They didn't want to pay him. Let him walk to the Browns, get his money. He was nope. not good with the Browns. 
came back to the Patriots for even less money, good was again. good again. Now is going <laughs> right. Now now is going to is going to Detroit to see if they can get that magic that he got when he was with New England underneath Patricia. So there could still be something there. I like that ad for both parties. If he's going to have success outside of Bill Belichick, it's only going to be with Patricia. Maybe yeah. I don't know. And then the other one I do kind of like a little bit, but at the price is a little steep. Is the uh, what's his? How do you pronounce the name? Hello, Puli Vitae. Vitae is the easiest way to do it. He's 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 clocking forty five million over the next five years. So he's been a swing tackle. Do you think it's worth that? I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think that's he's worth that? No. Oh no, you're good. I don't. I don't. I would not have gave that. that He mentioned. He mentioned that. Contract is questionable. Yeah. No. I. Yeah, his contract's questionable. He's just—he's only been that backup that kind of swung in and filled in for Lane Johnson and Peters and Philly when they were hurt, and he was serviceable. Yeah, but he's but not he's starting not exactly. big money guy. That's, that's, that's yeah. my point of how these bad teams—it seems like they're just trying to just throw money for no reason. Like, well, some of them—I mean, some of these yeah, teams too—they got to get rid of the money. Now I know at that point you're like, well, why do you why do you go out and get a player like that? Some players you got to get a player that's worth it. But yeah, some of these players they end up with these big contracts and, and shouldn't get it, but because. You know, everybody else is off the board and they desperately need somebody. You know, that player ended up getting that that contract. And I think that's what happened with him. We're by Ty, via Ty, however you pronounce yeah. his name. I guess so. So let's move into the Lions draft needs. Um, we've discussed a few uh, interior offensive line. Um, I feel like they have a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, so where do you – so that being said, where do you guys actually see – them needing to focus on first, I guess. I, I would say, I would say offensive line. I know, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, everybody looks at the mocks and they see, you know, Jeff Okuda. Mm-hmm. Of course, they, they would take Jeff Okuda because the best player available. He's just, he's just that, that talented. But if we just being real, look, look how great of a year Matt Stafford was just having. But what happened? He got hurt. Why did he get hurt? He's getting hit too much. Yeah. Exactly. So if I was him, just like you know, just like you you said, Josiah, they should trade back, trade back and take one of them tackles and get some more capital. But you could probably get even some more uh, capital on that offensive line later on in the, in the draft because you'll have an early second round pick. So you get you can definitely you can definitely get a lot of value out of the draft if they know how to handle this they right. Got to know how to handle. They, they got, got two thirds too. I believe they got two thirds. Exactly. So they got the draft capital. So if they if I were them, I would trade back and then for a team to come all the way up to three. Whether that's I don't know some maybe the the, the Dolphins at five or maybe all the Chargers that's at six they're still gonna have to give up a hefty a hefty uh, good amount of picks in order to get that third overall pick from the Lions so if I were them I would definitely trade back because too many holes trade back get you an offensive tackle start protecting your quarterback so you can stay upright for once because it seems like they don't want to protect their future but. Definitely, I will say off the tackle. I can I can understand they stay there at three, and that's something that's not worth for them to trade back, or they're not getting the offer that they want. They go ahead and take Jeff Okuda because that is the best player available. Um, but definitely, I will trade back and try to get one of those tackles. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say take a tackle there. You know what I'm saying? Because the first tackle may go off the next pick, which would be the Giants. So I mean, you know, uh, they could start there and take a tackle. They need to build in the trenches regardless. So um, they trade back, yeah, they like do. Henry said. Yeah, you get yourself more draft capital. The good thing with them, they have draft capital, so they they do have the second. They have a couple thirds, right? Um, right. So they don't necessarily need to. That's what I kind of do. Like I would, I, I think they they should 
you know, especially if teams are really, you know, trying to jump up, depending on what they're trying to get. If they happen to stay there, I would look at tackle. I would even look at Derrick Brown, you know, I mean, because they need help in that interior defensive line as well. You know, obviously you're not going to guard, you're not going to grab no guard that early. But yeah, I would I would look at a couple of those players. Jeff Okuda, like Henry said, you look at all these mock drafts and then you hear the media talking. He's the guy that's guaranteed going to the Lions, going to the Lions, going to the Lions. Right, right. You know, we really don't know what's going to happen, but. Um, I, yeah, I, w- I would say you can start there and grab your tackle, um, you know, and, and if you, you know, you can then or you can get a, a defensive tackle in Derrick Brown. So, yeah, I, you know, that's that's kind of where I would go with it. You know, they got all the draft capital and then they can they can grab a, um, or they can grab a corner or grab a corner uh, corner in the second. one. You know, because I do like this cornerback class. I think it's low key kind of deep, to be honest with you. So they, they can grab yeah. a real solid one in the second round as well. They pick early in the second. So right, yeah. Right. I think if I'm Detroit, I I would try to trade back, see if I can. If if I don't like what that right. trade back gives me, then at three, I'm I'm just taking Okuda and I'm rolling with. It. I got a defensive driven mm-hmm. head coach who functions best when he has a lockdown corner, and then that would put Jeff Okuda as your as your number one. You get. As we already brought up, you have Desmond Trufant to play number two, drop Coleman into the slot. That's a good trio of corners right there. And then from there, you can move in at, at the top part of round two and grab the best mm-hmm. lineman available. Most likely, the top tackle might oh, yeah. be gone. One, of course, the yeah. top four are going to be gone, of course, right. for sure, hands right. down. Forget that. But you could still grab one of the guys that you have somewhere at the top ten in your board that would be able to be serviceable or fill out. Or if one of your favorite interior guards there, like you have Cushenberry there, go ahead and take him. So they have options to work with. And with the two third round picks mm-hmm. somewhere in there, you could then go and address your, your linebacker need or, or your interior defensive line. Maybe get a Jordan Elliott out of Missouri, mm-hmm. something like that to beef up the interior. But the, if they cannot trade back, I do like the Okuda pick for them over a tackle. And then definitely your next pick is to invest in is to, to invest in that line, that offensive line. That's a good plan. So moving on to our next team, the Vikings. Um, let's start off with key losses. Um, I'm going to start off with Jordan. Key loss. All right, well, okay, not key loss. Key losses. <laughs> I was thinking of just one in specific, and I was like, good God. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do have I, have, I have, well, I have three in particular highlighted myself when doing this. There was a loss that they had this. They lost Xavier Rhodes. Please get out the door. They pushed. They pushed him. They didn't yeah. lose him. They kicked him out. Right. That's what they yeah. really did. He's just right. fell off a cliff. But they lost yeah. Linvel Joseph. That was on purpose as well, though. They wanted to free up that cap space because they they were they were they, they were horrible. They were. Yeah, they were. So Linvel Joseph, he's a good player. One, the two down tackle that's been a beast for years. But if you can free up ten and a half mil to do that, you do that move. Everson Griffin. Was he's still unsigned? He elected to opt out of his contract. He still had three years left on that deal, and only two players in the NFL last season had a player-controlled void that allowed them to get out of the contract if they hit certain benchmarks. And his was like six and a half sacks after playing on fifty-seven percent of the snaps. He hit eight sacks and played on seventy-eight percent, and then he was set to make thirteen point nine and said, "No, nah, I want to test the waters." So he's gone, but he's a. He, we all had like like Slay. We had him in our top ten. Everson Griffin was in yeah, our top ten. Yeah, yeah. Still got Hunter there. Yeah, but that's that's big. And then of course Stephon Diggs trade. Yeah. Him going to Buffalo. You know, you know he was 
he's always that he was complaining a lot about yeah. not getting the ball a lot. But last year, an underrated stat is that out of all the like all the deep balls, all the twenty yard completions in the NFL, Kirk Cousins to Stephon Diggs led everybody mm-hmm. in the league. So that's going to be a huge void to a huge void for them to replace. Definitely. Yeah, uh, you named the, the. I mean, there's 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 a lot that they they're, they're gonna they're gonna miss Emerson Griffin. I think that one, but I think he might have hurt himself because um you know right now like you said he's unsigned. Yeah. You know the money was was solid. I understand he wanted to you know he wanted to make more money, but like we just meant or like you just mentioned you know they're in cap hell you know so they weren't able to do that. If they were able to, I'm sure they would have because we had I think we all had him our top ten as far as pass. So yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, Limbaugh, Joseph. I like him a lot, man. I'm, I'm mad that we're going to have to deal with him over here in L.A. now with the Chargers. Uh, so they that was a good pickup for them. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, Stephon Diggs, you know, him leaving. Good coup for, for the Bills. But uh, that's big for them. So they they lost the most. When you look about that when you talk about the NFC uh, North. Uh, they they they've lost the most mm-hmm. in my opinion, but yeah, those are definitely the main losses for sure. You know, and my boy, uh, <laughs> I know Henry gonna bring him up. Alexander, he gone too. I like him a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? But he he let me down, oh, man. He, man. He let me down. Yeah, I told, man. I told. <laughs> Oh, we have so many <laughs> back and forth about him. I got to have some. I got to have some misses, man. I can't always hit on every corner, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have some misses. Got to roll with the punches. <laughs> got to roll with the punches. Um, for me, it has to be the Limbaugh Joseph and the Everson Griffin. It's like, to me, when I think about the Vikings, that's what I think about. I think about yep. that D-line. And you lost two key significant supporters of that yep. D-line. Yeah. Um, Everson Griffin, you know, he he probably like the OG. He's been there probably the longest. He. Yeah. He, he put in a lot of work for that team, and then Levon Joseph. Just a dog. Funny. Like when you see a when you see a, yeah when you see a run stuff in the backfield, you already know who caused it. He might not make the tackle, but he made the tackle. He made the play for yeah. somebody else. Yeah. To tackle. Like he's that important for that D line. So I think I honestly do think that their uh, run defense is going to take a hit this year. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So those 100% to me were the most significant losses. And then Everson Griffin, he was also one of those team leaders yeah. that, you know, got everybody together, you know, rallied everybody up, got everybody, you know, ready to get out there and do what they were supposed yeah. to do. Um, and then, of course, Stephon Diggs, they, they got a, They got a first-round pick back for yeah. it. So, I mean, they're not losing too, too, too much. They could take a, a T. Higgins or Justin Jefferson maybe yeah. maybe there. Uh, I'll say for their first first-round right. pick. They got two. Um, but I believe – yeah, they got two. They got the twenty-two and then the twenty-five. Uh-huh. So, I would say those would be the for sure the most significant losses for them. So then, where do you guys see um, key acquisitions? So, who did they pick up that you think will was a good move? I only got one dude down. <laughs> I already know who you go to. I, I only wrote. Yeah, Michael Pierce. That's it. Okay. Yep. That, I mean that that's that's a good ad to replace yep. Linval. That's a that's, good a, run good, that's a good move right there. Good good run stopper. He showed up last year to to Ravens camp almost yeah. at four hundred. It, it makes no sense. Home. Makes no sense. I've never seen a player yeah. come out of shape to a, through a contract yeah. year. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Right? How stupid are you? And he took freaking uh, Harbaugh had him. He, he did, yeah. he, and he lost that way. He <laughs> dropped to like three forty five by September. But god dang, dude, like. If he was quarantined before all this quarantine, stuff, like just eating bonbons or whatever, like, like, geez, man. But he's he's a good player. You know, every year he's been with y'all, 
Henry, that, that dude would put him down. He put a good tackle like Yeah, that was special because he made the and, team as an undrafted. Yeah. So. yeah. And so, but other than him, just like kind of, they got Tajay Sharp from the Titans. No Trash. one's excited about that. Trash. Right. You know, you know, no one's excited about that. But just nothing that you're really like, oh, okay. Like, you don't feel, they had those gaping holes with those dudes we, let, we mentioned that left. And they didn't really fill all but one of them. So, I don't know. Yeah. Got a lot of they got twelve picks, so we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh Michael Pierce is definitely the um the best. I think re-signing Anthony Harris is solid because they got him back, right? That was solid. Yeah, yeah they did. They I think they tagged right. him. Yeah. They franchised so him. That, yeah. that, that, that was solid bringing him back. Um but Michael Pierce, yeah, I, you know, um like you like you already mentioned, he came to camp overweight. And like Henry said, you know, how could you do that on your contract year? It's just how you not take it serious. That's I, I don't I don't know what he was thinking. But he but he he took what John was saying. He took him off the off the field. He came back. He lost him 30 pounds too. Came back ready to go. Um but yeah, and hopefully this is not going to affect him, you know, because we may not have an OTAs, you know, we may not have a couple of training camp right. things like that. So that is a yeah. real concern. But if he comes, you know, in the right the, the right shape, right form, you know, and ready to play, um, he'll pick up the slack. Not all the slack, because I think Joseph is better, but not by not by much when you talk about run stuff. You know what I mean? Not by not by much, but I think he'll pick up some of the slack. So yeah, that's definitely the 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 the, the best pickup they had. You know, Michael Pierce for sure. I I I tell you right now, he's not close to level of scoring about Joseph is as far as disrupting the run. But he was top. Wasn't he in the top ten? He was in the top ten. Top. Top ten in run stuffers. He's up there. That's why I said pick up some of the. According to what PFF? According to what PFF? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> not in that playoff game. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Y'all had a lot of. Can't argue that one. I had a couple defensive linemen know that didn't show up during the run game. Yeah, it has to be Michael Pierce, of course. And just like you guys said, they didn't sign nobody else really. I mean, they brought back a mirror of duel. Of course, he ain't going to get no real PT at running back, but he was doing pretty solid for them for special teams on their kickoff return. Um, but, yeah, it's for sure, Michael Pierce. Hopefully, he can uh, clear, some, clear some of the way that what Limbaugh Joseph was doing. It's going to be a hard replace, but hopefully he learned from his mistakes in, in Baltimore. And, and uh, cause they gave him a pretty good, hefty deal. They gave him a pretty solid deal. I honestly didn't even think he was going to get that much, but they gave him a pretty solid deal. So, hopefully, uh, you know, picks up on it. Yeah, I didn't. I same as you guys all said. Um, the Pierce thing was the only one that I really saw, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. Um, so they must be planning on doing something in the draft, right? I mean, I I don't know where I I, I guess I would start defense with Griffin gone. Um, but where should what should they look to get? Which order should they get it? What do you guys? Man, think they do in the draft back, to, keep, to keep it real with y'all i might go secondary with the 22nd and the 25th pick okay i i, I honestly think i would because we keep talking about how crazy deep this draft is that can get somebody uh later on to replace Diggs, to, so we can have maybe as a good counterpart to adam Thielen. Uh-huh. and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go secondary for for those first two picks you can probably get a good counterpart uh, for for, for uh, the play corners with each other and i, I would i would go try to address the corner yeah, yeah, I, I would oh, go, go ahead. Man. Oh, I, yeah, I would say, yeah, they need that, they definitely do because they they only have like Mackenzie Alexander, not even him, they got like who Mike Hughes, and yeah, they got Mike Hughes, who I like. He has a big injury history, too, yeah, exactly. So he's not even debatable, yeah. gotta stay healthy, right? Right, 
So that that would work. You could do that. And then in round two, they pick 58th overall. You could get a solid receiver yeah, right there. Because exactly, exactly. really, Thielen's a number one. You got a number one. You don't have to get someone the same caliber of digs, or you not, could get somebody all. who will yeah. give you solid production. So, solid right. production. So number two, grab the receiver there at 58th overall. You could – Mike Zimmer's defense is so built around pressure and getting pressure off the edge. That's why it's worked so well with Hunter on one side of Everson Griffin could look to see what edge rushers available there. If you don't want to go corner, corner in round one, but one of those has to be a corner. The fit I like for them a lot is Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Yeah. That would be, yeah. yeah, That tall lanky. Yeah. He's, he's kind of built in that mold out of, of uh, right. Yeah. Built like him and everything. They, it would, they, it would be funny though. I mean, they'll have the chance that someone will mention it on draft day. Of course. Hey, do they want to go get (laughs) digs? I'll be funny. They not going to do that, though, man. They ain't going to do that. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. So, But, no, that's how I play it. They, and they wouldn't be – if they go corner-corner, I won't blame them at all. Really? Yeah, that's me neither. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I mean, and uh, Jeff Gladney might be there, you know, so – Yeah, I, that too, yeah, right. I, <laughs> nah, we getting Jeff Gladney, Josiah. He coming to the Raiders. Nah. Hey, trying to speak I'm it good. into existence. I, I, I hope, you know, I hope, yep. too, but that's a, that's a possibility. They they draft a few picks after us at the 22nd pick, so it could happen there. Um, mm-hmm. We brought up the injury the injury history with uh, Mark, uh, with Hughes. And, uh, yeah, so I, they have to go corner. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I could stake to possibly go corner there, too. I mean, I, you know, or, or, or somewhere in the secondary, another safety, that would probably be ideal. Um, and then, yeah, grab a wide receiver. But it just depends on who's there, the value of the pick and whatnot, you know. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> you know, either one of those. But one of those two picks, yeah, I definitely would go corner for sure. Would go corner. Because some of the good ones will, well, I, like I said, I think it's it's a good cornerback class anyway. It's pretty deep. But one of the real good ones still may be there. Like I say, Jeff, Jeff may be there. So, you know, we got to see. And our last team, Packers. Um, let's start off with key losses. Um, so for you, Jordan, um, where did you see key losses with the Packers? The biggest one to me with them is Brian Balaga yeah. going out the door to right tackle. He's been there for a while. The Packers have always, well, it seems like recently especially, just year by year, that offensive line that was good across the board when they had T.J. Lang and Lindsey and Josh Sitton and Balaga and then Bakhtiari, when they had those five, like those dudes were just owning the line of scrimmage. And then year by year, what either someone's got a little too old, they couldn't afford somebody else, and now the most recent one to walk out the door is Balaga. So they really are only left now with Corey Lindsley and Bakhtiari off of that line. So that's the biggest one for me. I know Josiah, you, we, me, you, and Henry, we talked about Martinez. Me and Henry look at him as a one. Yeah, I like guy. him. It's not that good in coverage. I know you like him a lot. No, and, and Brandy yeah. likes him too. We're split as a crew on him. But uh, that's he's he's gone. Then pretty much outside of that, though, I mean, it looks like that tra- that, that Tremont Williams is going to be a cap casualty, but he's getting old. So to retool there with someone else is going to be more beneficial right. to them. So, but nobody else really too much of note. Graham's out the door, but a mini games. If you watch the Packers last year, it didn't look like he was right, there in the first right. place. So, so yeah, Belaga is the biggest one that that's going to be the most noticeable impact with his absence. Yeah, man, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I I would have to say Brian being the biggest one. Uh, he was real solid on that offensive line. 
you know, and and picking. And I don't think Ricky's nowhere near as good as Brian is. Um, and then my second one, yeah, would be Blake, man. I mean, you know, I felt like he was a solid linebacker over there. That's a key loss. So those would be the the two uh, biggest losses, probably only real important losses, like you said, uh, wins. I thought those. Yeah. I thought those two would be the ones that they would look to prioritize resigning. So right. when they got rid of both, I was like, oh, like, okay, so, you know, which direction are we going in now? What are we doing? <laughs> right, right. Well, depending on how these linebackers go, though, they, you know, I mean, they could end up getting a side linebacker where they pick, you know what I mean? These line, Some of these linebackers are supposed to start going between mid-teens or late-teens to finish off the first round. So who knows? A solid linebacker could fall to them. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be Brian Belaga, of course, you know, because he's been a key member. I remember when he came out of Iowa, I was actually pretty pretty high on him when he was coming out of college. So it, it has to be Brian Belaga. He's been with, you know, he knows Aaron. He knows how he likes to maneuver in the pocket, uh, which is also, which is very, very key. So, of course, yeah, Brian Belaga moves at him. So that means they, of course, they got to – I honestly think they still have to address it because Ricky Wagner's not dependable as of late, at least. You know what I mean? The past few years, he hasn't even been dependable at all. So, I mean, it's, it seemed like they really just signed him just basing off of what he did in Baltimore and then, like, his first year in, with Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it definitely was Brian Belaga. So then where did you guys see any key um, pickups with the Packers this free agency? Very mm-hmm. mad. Christian Kirksey, two years, $13 million. Mm-hmm. Man. Rick Wagner. At, I ultimately think Rick Wagner is a, is a good swing tackle mm-hmm. to have. To if one of your guys goes down, you can plug them in on either side or whatever. And then they got that dude, uh, Devin Funches. Trash. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, not no, just very mad. No, nothing is going to really do more than raise an eyebrow yeah. for a second. And that's the thing with Green Bay. They, they've they always been organization. So, they never, they never been big on free agency at all. You know, they're always, they've always been mad, you know, for the most part um, with their pickups. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ones you mentioned, you know, Christian Kirksey, uh, Ricky, um, those are the only ones you really could say, but neither one of those picks are, you know, worth really, you know, mentioning as far as like, you know, stars or anything like that, because that's not who those guys are for sure. So the draft is where they're going to pick up most of their talent for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Those those have to be the most key ones, which isn't saying a lot at all. Um, uh, yeah, Devin Funches. I don't even want to know why they saw <laughs> you, you, you. You might as well, yeah, you might as well just try to just draft the two guy to you know, they rather have him on the team. Uh, because his production is bland. He's also a guy that out of health is not too too great. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. So, uh, you could tell that they went into this offseason was like, we're just gonna bring in players to the draft and other than then sign uh, some guys off of uh, the free agent market. So um, where do you guys see them or how do you guys see them approaching this draft this year? Um, I would say uh, get another receiver, uh, another, another solid two receiver because besides Devontae, they really don't have – they really have just a lot of no names. Players that you don't know of, uh, late round – draftees that you've never heard of, of course. Uh, I will go receiver. Uh, maybe a Brandon IU can be there. I think he'll be a solid complimentary, complimentary player to, to Devontae. Um, but T. Higgins, maybe if they want like a jump ball type of guy, I think he go will be here. I think he'll be available at uh, 31. 
Oh, what is it? 30, 30 29, 30. one of those. Games. 30. 30, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. I think that'll be another good player. I'm pretty sure he'll probably be there. Um, but yeah, they got to address that. I think they need to bring some more depth to that offensive line so they can probably get those in the later round uh, picks. But I will say uh, for that first first round pick, I will say receiver. Yeah, uh-huh. give Roger some weapons, man. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. he's why, why you still got right. Him? right. And, you know, he and as good as Rogers is, I like him. You know, but he's never been one of those guys that really create his own weapons. You know, sometimes you could put guys, some of these quarterbacks, like a Breeze or a, a Brady and or Peyton Manning, and and you know, you just see these upcoming guys become really you know big time wide receivers. Rogers is is never kind of really been that guy. Um, not only that, you know, he's getting older. So, I mean, why you still can, yeah, why you still can play, yeah, exactly. yeah, why you still can play at a high level, why not get him a good wide receiver, you know? So that's where, yeah, that that's where I would go. Um, you know, the linebacker that, you know, depending on who's there, you know what I mean? If somehow like a Kenneth Murray happened to fall that far, which I don't think happened or queen somewhere around there, that, that would be i would consider that uh yeah and tackle you know they could they could you know offensive tackle too but they you know i believe they have they have a second round pick you know so they they could grab yeah they pick uh 60 yeah, seconds yeah, yeah 60 seconds so they could grab a, a real solid tackle still probably in, in the second round so yeah I, I would say wide receiver i would say wide receiver i like i do like the iuk ad that's what i i like that at either iuk or rager at the end of the first round I feel like that type of receiver opposite Devontae Adams would get the most. I like to add some legitimate speed, some after-the-catch ability, and someone who can also here or there take the top off apart from Devontae Adams just to give the safeties another threat deep down the mm-hmm. field. Would really like to see that type mm-hmm. of move. There's a possibility, as I, and I've, I've been doing like the mock simulations, and what I've been doing with them is I go Rager in the first or Ayuk, whichever one is there. Then in the third round, or then the second round, I get whatever tackles on the board. And then in the third round, I've been grabbing Amik Robertson to add to that secondary because they're they're starting nickels gone and don't and they haven't really got much out of Josh Jackson yet since they drafted him a few years ago. He made he didn't really get much burn at all last right. year. So so I like Amik Robertson because then you can plug him into the slot. And we all know how much Mike Patton loves his sub packages. <laughs> And Robertson would be a dude you could line up in like a you know a dime-ish linebacker spot, kind of in the role, not the player obviously, but in the role of how the, when they acquired Charles Woodson, they kind of just use him as like a hybrid DB to be able to affect the pass and the run. Mm-hmm. I like that with a Robertson, I meet Robertson a lot. Dude plays like a Steve Smith if Steve Smith were a DB, just pissed mm-hmm. off. So right, that's what I've been doing for them. And if they want, maybe in the later round, fourth round, grab a tight end that can catch and move because a lot of the tight ends this year you don't really have too many nope block and receive guys you have either one or the, one or the other position in my and there's a lot of dudes yeah, yeah there's a lot of dudes though that can like catch and run but can't block at right. all so yeah, this, this, yeah. this tight end class isn't got good like you got Cole Komet who's the best tight end but he's even kind of questionable because he has that kind of on it so it's, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of question marks but I don't know we could be wrong maybe one of these dudes just pop out and be a dog you never know mm-hmm. I think someone maybe like Hunter Bryant in the fourth. Yeah. Just see what he could do. Because you've got Mercedes Lewis, who's like 89 years old. Dude, like, I swear. I promise you, he runs a 5 4 right now. I promise you. He looks so slow out there. Oh, man. You mean a 54? Like, shoot. He looks slow out there. 
see him catch a ball, it looks like he's gaining weight yeah. as he drives down the field. It's, like, <laughs> it's a good description of it. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. He's still doing it. Still getting them checks. Yeah. That's the point right there. Still getting them checks. Teams are still signing them. That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements. CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us by supporting our Facebook page. You can find us at Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. And if you want more exclusive content, feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide Group. See you next week.